podcasting from a JNK Twin Studios. This is the show for Reds fans, by Reds fans. Each week, we take a look at the games, the players, and the stories of Cincinnati Reds baseball. Now, your hosts, Scott Evans and Nick Lawson. And welcome to the Reds fans chatter podcast. What's going on, man? I'm ready to go. Let's do it. Postseason baseball, first time in seven seasons or seven years. It's been a while, man. I get to, I'm excited, man. I'm so excited. Right. Well, last time, uh, the I think the only player left from that team, I, I could be wrong, from 2013 is Joey Votto. Uh, I believe you are correct. So we are going to break down the playoffs, the brackets, uh, how what the Reds have to do, how to watch the games, and all of that as we go through. We'll also uh, break down how we got there in the last week because, you know, when we started the podcast back in early September, we were like, oh, do we have to talk about this team? And then I went on vacation, and then they went on a winning streak. Well, so you came back, and then they, st- they still stayed hot. You know, it wasn't too bad, but they uh, stayed hot and, and, and made it to the postseason. Absolutely. And then, uh, <laughs> so a lot of excitement. And, you know, I've seen some projections by some national people that usually are not very high on Cincinnati teams. Uh, Mad Dog Russo, I'm looking at you. Uh, but uh, he has this uh, in the NLCS, which, uh, you know, everybody wants the World Series, but uh, – where we were a month ago compared to where we are now, uh, an NC, NL, NLCS, uh, easy for me to say, uh, would just be simply amazing. Yeah, and that would be, a, if we can get to that point, it would be the first time in 25 years. Right. And, uh, you know, something else amazing? Good stakes. Me. Good stakes. Oh, yes. Uh like to talk about our uh, sponsor, Holy Grail Steak Company. They deliver peerless portfolio of steaks never before seen outside of Michelin star restaurants and elite steakhouses. And now you can get them delivered to your house. It's a best in class uh, selections, a spectrum of beef uh, from 100% grass fed and USDA upper prime black Angus to an unparalleled array of American raised Wagyu, which is amazing uh, beef. And A5 grade Japanese Wagyu. Uh, it's an online retailer, and you can get 25% off tomahawks uh, when you buy. T- Just go to our website, redsfanschatter.com slash steak, and the uh, code for the savings and the link to the website is there. Love our sponsor. So, anyway, let's uh, get into the games that led to the Reds. Getting to the postseason, I guess uh, starting off from the last time we talked, uh, we'll look at the game against the Brewers on September the uh, 21st. It was a great American ballpark, uh, lasted two hours and 56 minutes if you're a Rob Manford fan. I don't know anybody who's a Rob Manford fan. <laughs> yeah, I don't even think Rob Manford's a Rob Manford fan. Uh, anyway, the Reds uh, needed a win, and they got a 6-3 victory over the Brewers. Um, in this game, uh, Luis Castillo came back to form. Six and two-thirds, nine Ks. You have a pointer and run in that game. Four hits, and uh, it was great to see Amir Garrett, uh, Rossiel Iglesias, and 
Former, now former Red, Nate Jones, closed out the game. Um, it, it, was a, it was a good win. Uh, you had to get that win because a win series is going out, out of the uh, – into uh, the postseason because – especially against the Brewers because they were on the Reds' heels. And, of course, the Brewers also made the postseason. Uh, but, you know, we didn't know that a week ago. And uh, Reds winning this series uh, pretty much put them in the driver's seat. Well, the, the Brewers, you know, they, they squeaked in. But, uh, yeah, this this was a big game here. Each, each game from this point on was big. Every It was a, like a playoff week. Right. And, and, and this town especially. I mean, Suarez homered in this game, Stockas homered, and Casale homered as well. So it was a big game to start off the week. Yeah, uh, Suarez was two for three this game. Yeah, he was on fire. He started off. Uh, he had a pretty good week. I think he, uh, he, he, he I think he kind of missed the player of the week honors, unless I missed something. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, great game. That awkward game. pause there, Mister uh, Mister Evans. Yeah. <laughs> then uh, <laughs> uh, the next game, Reds uh, fell a little bit short, three to two against the Brewers. Uh, that game uh, for the Reds, Sonny Graves. His return game uh, from the injured list didn't do too bad, but uh, still uh, not as great as you would have hoped. Uh, gave up uh, one run over five innings. Uh, of course, uh, TJ Antone came in, blew the save, uh, gave up two runs in the game. Uh, but it was nice to see Sonny Gray back. And uh, while he wasn't in as, as like, dominant form uh he didn't do too bad especially coming back from the uh injury that he had yeah i mean i think the post game he said he, he felt pretty good it, it gave him a pitch count you know so he didn't want to overdo it right uh but he did pitch pretty, pretty good in that game yeah uh and time of the game uh again for the rob manford fans <laughs> two hours 27 minutes which is a very quick game well, we got one coming up as a little longer, right? Uh, you know, you know. Speaking of uh, quick games, this is well before Rob Manfred was uh, in the role he's in now and worried about the length of games. But uh, uh, we had an office outing in my workplace uh, one year. Went to the game uh, September. You know, we were planning on making an afternoon of it. Twelve thirty-five start. Uh, we usually work till five, so we figured eh, the game would be over about three thirty, four. There's no reason to go back to the office. Johnny Cueto was pitching. I it was a great game for me. My coworkers, not huge baseball fans, they kind of found it a little boring. Uh, but uh, he pitched like I, I don't remember how he, how many hits he gave up. I believe it was a complete game. Reds won like one nothing, and time of the game was like two hours and two minutes. <laughs> There's so, been some quick ones. There's been a lot of quick games. That, yeah, this is like wow, this, it went quick. Right, right. This was a few years ago, so uh, I think some of the quick games this year is COVID related because the players aren't. Uh, there's no fans, and so some of the nonsense that goes on, fun nonsense that goes on in between innings, wasn't happening. Uh, I think ad sales are down, so. Uh, so I, I think the time between innings is a little bit quicker than it has been in the past. And then, of course, you know, hitting is down. So anytime there's great pitching, um, the game's going to go a lot quicker. Yeah, like I said, hitting's down. I mean, hitting's down across the board but throughout the league. 
to uh, finish my story from that year, uh, it was kind of a good thing that we did <laughs> have to go uh, back to the office early or at least uh, leave the game early because somehow, unless my boss accidentally hit her remote start uh, walking back to the car, uh, her keys were not in the car, but the keys or, but the car was running, uh, when we got back to the uh, parking lot, we were like, okay, <laughs> so, you know, it's been a three or four hour game. Who knows? We may not have had a uh, way to get back out of the, uh, out of the uh, garage. Start walking. Uh, that would be a fun walk. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, Back to this game, uh, Brewers win three to two. Uh, both teams uh, were at five hundred. Reds had one more win, and of course, one more loss uh, than, than the Brewers uh, in that game, setting up in a very important game three. And in this one, uh, Trevor Bauer pitched the game of his life. Trevor Bauer, uh, if he doesn't win a Cy Young, there's something wrong. He went eight innings, gave up four hits, uh, one run, and had the intensity I have not seen since Dibble, Myers, and and uh, Charlton. Yeah, and when he got a strikeout, he screamed. It was great. <laughs> it was yeah, awesome. Felt, you, you could feel it watching the game. You could feel it at home like, man, this is great. We're going to be in the playoffs. Right. Then he, then he struts off the mound, and <laughs> he was absolutely dominant. He made uh, – Kristen Yelich look stupid. Yep. So uh, Joey Votto got a home run in this game. Jesse Winker got a home run in this game. Uh, Suarez got a home run in this game. And uh, it, it was, a, yeah, it was a g- great game overall. Uh, Votto was one for three. Uh, Suarez two for four. Mustakas one for four. Um, so the hitting was there. The pitching was there. Uh, it was it was an important game, and I think it set the tone for the uh, for the final series that was uh, coming up against the Twins. And uh, that game, that game, I know the Reds clinched it Friday night, but that was the game that I think truly put the Reds in the driver's seat uh, and took you know kept the nervous energy that they needed there for the weekend series against the Twins, but took a little bit of that pressure off where if you push a little bit too far, uh, you're going to make some mistakes. So that didn't happen. And as we know, uh, Friday night uh, in Minnesota, uh, Reds won 7-2 and with some other teams losing. It was like the perfect – everything that had to happen for the Reds to clinch that night happened. And it's been a long time since uh, we've said that about a team in Cincinnati where, you know, if – there's like a list of things that have to happen for the, everything to go well, including a Cincinnati win. And then it happens. Uh, that's definitely uh, something we haven't seen in a long, long time. Well, I tell you, if you, if you were following along in our, our, our groups, we got the real Reds fans and in our Reds fans chatters group. If you follow along in the game threads, man, it, it felt like a playoff game. It felt like game seven. It felt like you, this is a game you had to win. And it, you just, it was, it was, it, it, it just made you feel like a, a fan, like you're sitting in the stands, man. And you're just, you're holding on to the edge of your seat. Like, man, we got to win this game. This is going to be the biggest thing ever after waiting seven years to get there. And, and then, right. you know, Michael Lorenzen, man, he's, dude, the dude has really stepped up lately. 
Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, in, in this game, uh, uh, of course, uh, the start went to um, Tyler Malley. Tyler Malley. He only went two and a third innings. Uh, I thought at the moment, I'm like, okay, is he pulling him too early? But uh, David Bell made all the right moves. Michael Lorenzen came in, pitched three and a third innings, and was just absolutely dominant. Gave up one run on three hits. Amir Garrett came in for a third of an inning. Uh, Lucas Sims has looked pretty good uh, uh, lately. I mean, he had the one pitch that uh, unfortunately hit the uh, batter in the head. I, like, I don't know if it was this game or a different game, but uh, I think it was this game. Yeah, I think it had Buxton, I believe. And uh, he looked a little shook up by it. It was definitely not intentional. Uh, there, was no. No reason to, <laughs> there was no reason to throw at anybody. It kind of got away and unfortunately hit him in the head. Fortunately, the batting helmets are are very good these days, and the medical teams uh, are much more cautious than they were even 10 years ago uh, with everything that we know about uh, CTE and concussions. So, um, But Rossio Iglesias, he's back to form, uh, got the hold, and then Wade Miley came in. Uh, no save uh opportunity uh for anybody because the reds uh, absolutely dominated crushed the ball when they needed to nine hits uh shogo uh went two for five uh castellanos one for five bono this game went oh for four but had a walk uh which uh, you know he's still getting on base uh suarez a rough night this night over five mustakas though two for four um Sinzel, Sinzel, one for four. Freddie Galvis, you know, we give him a hard time on this show from time to time. He went three for four. Uh, Moustakas had two home runs in the game. Um, Freddie Galvis had a home run. Uh, it was just a great night overall. Uh, Shogo had a double. Uh, it was against one of the better teams in the American League. Uh, the Twins uh, going coming into this game were 35 and and 22 and had lost, I think, five games total at uh, – at uh, U- U.S. Bank or Target Field, twenty-three and five at home, and and the Reds take two. That's that's crazy when you think about that. So that's awesome. That's awesome. I, I, that, that made me feel good as a fan, knowing that we're going to go on the road and beat a team that lost five games at home. Right. The Saturday game came. I think some of the some of the, with all the uh, clinching. I think some of the pressure was taken off. Reds lose that game. Kind of the opposite. Seven to three. Uh, Reds did get seven hits in the game. Uh, the Twins, though, got ten hits. Uh, Pitching-wise for the Reds, uh, Luis Castillo did not look to form. So hopefully he gets that together before the postseason because we definitely need him, especially in the first series where it's a three-game uh, winner-take-all type series. But uh, he gave up four runs in four innings off six hits. Uh, Desclafani came in. He did not look good at all. Three runs and three innings and then robert stevenson you know i know you went on a rant last time but this game he came in pitched a a clean inning uh, no hits no runs uh no walks and a strikeout lowered his era below 10 some guys get lucky sometimes <laughs> uh hitting wise uh for the reds um shogo went two for three uh winker uh 0 for 2, Votto 2 for 4. So, uh, I mean, at least the I mean the runs weren't there, but the bats weren't completely silent. So, because um, the Reds have gone through some 
some games, and they looked flat in this game, but they've gone through some games where it's like, uh, is anybody going to hit even make contact with the ball? So um, it was a loss, but, uh, but you know, at least. Uh, how long was that game? Oh, how long? You know, American League games take longer. So that game was three hours and three hours and six minutes. Uh, the Friday night game was three hours and thirty-eight minutes. And then we go to Sunday. Sunday was a little bit longer. It was much longer. <laughs> uh, ten innings, uh, three hours and fifty-three minutes. Uh, Reds win though five to three with an awesome uh, tenth inning. I, I do have a question, and I, I don't think you're going to know the answer. Uh, we'll get into it in this game. We'll may talk, break this game down a little bit further. But uh, uh, pitching-wise for the Reds, uh, Sonny Gray came out again, looked a little bit better this time. Two runs, five in the third inning. Of course, you don't want to blow him up in a uh, game that really didn't matter, especially the way baseball did it. The Reds, if they lost, were going to be a seventh seed. And since, uh, and since baseball decided not to make teams play for the uh, sec for seeding purposes, uh, there was no reason that St. Louis was going to play on Monday or today. So the Reds are going to be a seventh seed regardless. Uh, and they're going to be on the road regardless. So, um, and, and you need Sonny for that first series. So he pitched uh, five and a third. Uh, TJ Antone came in, did much better this time, uh, inning in two thirds. Amir Garrett came in, pitched a third of an inning. Uh, Lucas Sims, again, an inning in a third, uh, didn't give up any runs. And then uh, Iglesias came in and looked really good. He pitched an inning in a third and gave up uh, one run. Uh, but, um, you know, he, he got the win, did not get a blown save, evidently. So, um, no, I think when he came in, I think it was, I think it was tied. Oh, okay. And that's okay. No, that's okay. He yeah, got the win. Yeah, He's right, good. Right, right, right. That's, I'm trying to figure that one out now that we're talking because, oh, he gave up a run that didn't mean anything in the 10th. So, yeah. So it, you don't want him to give up a run, but if it doesn't cost the game, it's not that big of a deal. <laughs> That's right. So uh, anyway, let's talk about that 10th inning because there's one thing I don't understand about the rules because the Reds started off with a runner on second base in the 10th inning. Right. Um, Michael Lorenzen uh, came in pinch hit for Jesse Winker and started at second base. Uh, of course, then the big the the bullpen for the Twins, they just exp- they imploded, which was great for the Reds. Uh, and I still think Castellanos was safe on that play where he got thrown out at, at, at home because it looked on replay that he, he beat the throw by an inch. Yeah. It looked like he got his toe in there before the tag. Uh, but regardless, it didn't impact the game, uh, but just his stats and maybe a fantasy player stats. Uh, but anyway, the bottom of the 10th, I still, and may, maybe, maybe I just saw it wrong. I was, uh, at work at the time. So I was looking up, but I could have swore I looked up on the, uh, on the TV, I saw, uh, I saw a runner at first base, no outs, and nobody at second base. I think it just had to be because I'm looking at the uh, replay now at on uh, BaseballReference.com, which is an amazing baseball site uh, if you've never been there. And it, it says Jorge Polanco uh, started running at second base to start the inning. So uh, maybe my question was uh, 
was not correct, but I swore I saw on the on the uh, you know the Fox track at the bottom that had a runner at first base, nobody at second base. I'm like, okay, why didn't the tw- not that I cared as a Reds fan, but why didn't the Twins get a, a runner at second base? It looks like they actually did, and and I, I just kind of missed that. I can answer that. They actually did start with Polanco at second, and he stole third. Uh, eventually, he scored on the sack fly. Oh, okay. So maybe maybe I was dyslexic, or my TV uh, from uh, <laughs> that was there and the uh, was kind of uh, backwards for some reason. So maybe that's what it was. He was actually a third, and I thought I saw first. So that was a complete Scott error. <laughs> yeah, that's what we call him, a Scottism. <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, Reds won. I, and I one thing I made a comment is, you know, if the Reds lost, they would have lost two going into the playoffs. Uh, instead they're going to have a winning, uh, record going into the postseason, uh, which we didn't think that was possible at the beginning of September. And, uh, you know, they have momentum, so hopefully they continue their streak of uh, series wins as they, uh, go into this three game series in Atlanta, three games in Atlanta. Uh, you got your three aces on the mound. If, if you get to a third game, you know, Sonny Gray will be the guy, but, um, you know, all you got to do is win two games. I know it's easier said than done, but uh, I think it could happen. You got Trevor Bauer in game one. You got uh, Castillo in game two. If we just do what we did in Minnesota, all's good, man. We can right. move on. Well, let's talk about the teams in the postseason on the American League side first. Uh, you have Tampa Bay versus Toronto in the three-game series. Um, and it's really interesting how they're doing the – the uh, the brackets. Well, I guess it kind of makes sense. So never mind. I'm gonna have another Scottism there. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, Tampa Bay uh, against the Blue Jays, who don't really have a home. Uh, I, I guess this year they're not the Toronto Blue Jays. They are the Buffalo, the Buffalo. Blue Jays. Buffalo uh, Blue Jays. <laughs> but uh, I, I I think Tampa Bay's got this series. They're a very good team. No, their 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 offense is amazing, and one that's usually used to playing in very in front of very few people. So, well, yeah, they're used to not having anybody in their home ballpark. <laughs> uh, then the Indians take on the Yankees. It should be a good series, uh, four versus five seed. Uh, the Twins that we just saw will go up against Dusty Baker's Houston Astros, and then the A's and the White Sox in the uh, other game. In the American League, out of those teams, I I think Tampa Bay and maybe Cleveland. Out of that, I uh, can't count Dusty Baker out, but he's you know he has that chip on his shoulder where he needs to get out of the uh, out of at least one or two rounds of the postseason and kind of seal his deal as a Hall of Fame manager, which I think he deserves. Uh, but uh, that stigma of not being able to win the big game, I think, kind of has kind of kept him out of Cooperstown. Well, a little heads up for the twins. Make sure you listen for the garbage cans. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I know Dusty's Dusty's not a cheater. I know that Dusty. Right. We know Dusty very well here in Cincinnati, and and he's he's a classy guy. He he manages classy. So I think it'll be a good series. But I, I'm taking the twins in that series. Right. I think I'll take the uh, Astros in that series. The A's. I'm going to take them over the White Sox. I'm going to take the Indians over the Yankees, uh, and just so just because I don't like the Yankees. 
Yeah, you know, I'm I'm not a big Yankee or Indian fan, but uh, I I do like the Indians over the Yankees as well. And then uh, Tampa Bay, I I think I have them going to the ALCS along with the uh, I'm going to say the Astros. I think this is going to be Dusty's year to get uh, at least uh, to the uh, LCS. Uh, I, you know, I'd like to see it too, but I, I just don't see it happening. This, I mean, the the Astros bats are really cooled off this season. Like I said earlier, everybody's has around the board. Not no, I don't think many players batted above 250. But you know, I could be wrong. I mean, maybe I didn't look at the stats right, but I did notice that the the Astros or you know, a lot of guys are batting 245, 250. Right. And a lot of these Twins players are batting a little higher, and it, it had a better offensive year. I think the Twins take that one. Yeah. Sorry, Dusty. <laughs> and then I, I can see the, uh, um, I think the Astros and Tampa Bay is going to be the ALCS, but I think Tampa Bay is going to be the team to beat in the American League. I, I think they will be uh, making it to Arlington for the World Series. I'd love to see a Reds Rays World Series. They'd be the first. It would be cool <laughs> to see. Absolutely. Now let's talk about the NLCS. Uh, the Brewers, they eked into the uh, wild card around. I think they're going to be very short-lived. I was not impressed with the Brewers team I saw this year, and they're going up against a very good Dodgers team. Well, we all know the Dodger pitching is amazing with Clayton Kershaw at the top of it. Right. The, the one thing is Kershaw, not uh, historically, has not been good in the postseason. This is true. You are correct. He's had she's struggled in the postseason, but you got Walker Bueller, who's who's really stepped into that another role as that number two pitcher. Uh, I like to see I, I like to see him take over as an ace someday. Uh, I think you know, with his presence, the Dodgers have some great offense. We know you know Cody Bellinger is at the top of that list. That the Brewers just struggled. I think they struggled all year. They what they I think they finished five hundred, or maybe under five. No, they finished they, under five hundred. They finished so under five hundred. Yeah. So, yeah, they struggled all year, and we saw that when we played them. Right. To, to answer your earlier question about hitting in the league, yeah, it, it is definitely down. There are only 88 players in the league that are hitting uh, that hit above 250. Wow. that That's worse than I thought. Yeah, the top 20, the number 25 hitter was hit, batted, and not too bad uh, for – that would have been 297. So it, it was, there were some hitters at the top, but it dropped off fairly quick. There was not very many uh, 270 hitters and 260 hitters. So, uh, yeah, hitting definitely down this year, especially in the uh, central divisions, which is one of uh, Trevor Bauer's complaints. You know, seven teams out of the ALS between the AL Central and the NL Central make the postseason, but yet he didn't face top, comp- top competition to get the. Uh, uh, NL Cy Young Award. I, I I think that's a weak argument. Uh, I, I think the I think the uh, problem is in some of the team divisions, like the National League West. You had two teams there uh, that were good, very top heavy, and then the rest were very weak. So um, you have four teams making the postseason out of the NL Central, three out of the AL Central. I don't think you can say the strength of schedule was. Uh, weak in those divisions uh the teams i think were more even and uh, i think that to me that means the divisions are more are stronger but uh, i guess the great thing is with the expanded playoffs they're they're gonna be decided on the field so we'll, we'll see for for real i mean if the brewers shocked the dodgers then uh you know it definitely was not a uh 
a weak division. No, and, and I mean, and the, and the Padres, man, I, I love seeing them pop back into this picture. Right. After they haven't made a postseason in fourteen years. Yep. And, and that that's a long that's a long drought. And then they're, now they're here and they got a lot of offense to now do. Now they're it. playing the. And this is one thing why I wasn't up too upset about the Reds not getting the uh, five seed. The Padres are to me is a scary team. They. I mean, I think they kind of cooled off a little bit, but they are a team that uh, could very easily win a three-game series and e- even a five-game series. And I, I kind of like that they're matched up against uh, the Cardinals and uh, get them <laughs> hopefully get them out of the postseason. The Cardinals have a history of of uh, taking some teams you wouldn't expect much out of and, and going far. So that's going to be a really good series. Yeah, yeah, I, I think. I mean, even I mean, the Cardinals didn't even look that good this year. I know they had a lot of injuries, and they did, I dealt with a lot of the COVID thing, and they're missing two games, uh, two or three games. I think they didn't get to play against two, the Tigers. Two or two, yeah. So I mean, they they snuck in, in my opinion. They snuck in. Oh, well. absolutely. But I think the Padres are a better team. Yep, uh, the three seed Cubs against the Marlins. Uh, this is another interesting, and really a lot of these matchups are interesting because this is the first time that these teams have played each other all year. So that's the first time they played each other in the postseason since yep. two thousand three. Oh, absolutely. We know what we know what happened that year. And, and what's great is I, I, I think every single matchup, uh, except for Tampa Bay and and uh, Buffalo, are teams that have not played each other. Uh, this entire season, so you're you're getting you're getting a, a great look at uh, teams that uh, have don't know each other. I mean, they, all the scouting is going to be on video, so there's not even the advanced scouts that you'd have in normal season, which was kind of going away anyway with uh, advanced video technology. But uh, this is going to be some. I mean, it's not like you can say uh, in m- most years when you get into the playoffs. Well. You know the Dodgers took uh, three of four or three of seven against the uh, Brewers, or four or seven. They swept them once. It, you can't say that they the teams haven't played. So you're getting new games. You're getting excitement. Uh, I like the expanded f- uh, format of the playoffs. Uh, I think it may need some tweaking if it's on a full season. Maybe not eight teams, but I, it kind of it kind of works out. I think it makes the postseason. Uh, that much more exciting. I think baseball is going to stick with it because, uh, especially once you're once you have fans in the stands, it's even more revenue. Uh, they signed that new postseason deal with TBS, um, and Turner Sports, so uh, it, it's going to be. And I think Fox is involved, so there's a lot of money on the line by having these expanded playoffs. I, I think it's going to continue even after the uh, COVID seasons. And I, I'm not too, I'm not upset about that. I know there's going to be some teams that may sneak in with 79 wins, some, some full seasons, but, uh, but uh, why not? I mean, it, it, it it's going to make fewer teams go the re- rebuild route, which is just horrible for fan bases. It's horrible for baseball. It's horrible for player salary. Uh, and, and there's probably some bottom line issues to the owners too, but they don't see it as much with all the huge TV deals across the league. But uh, very excited about the uh, postseason this year. We'll probably watch more series, uh, uh, but that are not the Reds uh, when I can. Like I said, that San Diego St. Louis series looks very good. Yeah, I'm looking forward. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna be watching that series as well. 
Um, that series will start on uh, Wednesday, a late Wednesday afternoon on ESPN2. Uh, ESPN and ABC and TBS has uh, most of these games, actually. Uh, right. So AB- ABC getting involved, which is, a, you know, it's the same thing as Disney. Right. <laughs> but, uh, but ABC will get uh, – We'll get to show some games. It'll be kind of different. It'll be, it'll be cool to see, too. Yep. Uh, let's let's talk about the Reds uh, series in Atlanta. Game one, Trevor Bauer taking the mound. Uh, I'm, dude, I'm, I'm stoked. I can't wait. I can't wait. I, I, I'm just, <laughs> I don't have much to say, but I just can't wait to see it happen. I want to see Trevor Bauer just dominate. Right. I know, I know, he, I know he's going to. You know, he's going to be fired up like he was the other night, and he's going to go out there. And he's going to kick some butt. Yeah, game is on ESPN. Uh, of course, uh, Reds uh, Radio seven hundred WLW. Uh, it's on ESPN Radio nationally. Uh, Braves uh, Radio. If you can find that on uh, the MLB app, you can listen to the, their view of the game if you wanted to on uh, six eighty AM or ninety three point seven The Fan. And uh, also 100.5 WNNX on the Braves Radio Network, and of course uh, nationally on ESPN Radio. Um, it's it's going to be a fun series. Uh, the Reds, of course, Shogo, uh, Kino. I think the the uh, postseason roster. We haven't talked about that. We'll talk about that in a minute. But it looks like Reds hit- hitters. Uh, Shogo, Aquino, Barnhart, Casale, Castellanos, Farmer, Galvis, Garcia, Goodwin, Mustakas, Senzel, Suarez, Vado, and Winker. They're all hot, and they've all been uh, at least medium in the last uh, few uh, series. Uh, it's it's going to be a good hitting because the Braves pitching is not great. No, but they're going with their guy. They have Freed on the mound on game one as a left-hander. Um, we know how this is when David right. Bell, the left-handers, left-hand lineup, you know, he's not going to have uh, Akiyama leading off. Oh. So that's going to be, I think that's going to hurt if, if you don't go with your, your, your power lineup, if you will. Right. Yeah. The one thing about Freed though, he, uh, tweaked his left ankle in his start, uh, this past Wednesday against the Marlins, uh, did throw a successful bat live batting, uh, practice, uh, Sunday, so he's going to be making his first postseason start. Had a seven and zero record uh, in the regular season, a two point two five ERA. Uh, but he's going up against Bauer, who is living for this. He hates losing. Uh, he feels so much better that uh, watching his uh, video blogs, uh, so much better about uh, the team when they win. Uh, you got to love that about Trevor Bauer, and uh, I I think Bauer is going to absolutely dominate. Uh, just hopefully the Reds uh, can get some hitting because the Braves Braves hitters are very good, including former Red Adam Duvall, especially in Atlanta. Well, plus Freddie Freeman, he, he, you know, he's oh, killed yeah. us in the past anyway. And, and then you look at him in the postseason. I don't know his postseason numbers, but I, I think he's done pretty well. Like you said, Adam Duvall, I mean, the guy's had a comeback here. He had 16 home runs. Uh, even we can't forget about Marcelo Zuna. Uh, that dude had 18 home runs. So there's there's power there to worry about. They've got some hitters as well, and they got uh, obviously Ronald Acuna. I know he's had some problems with some injuries. Um, they across the board are very good uh, in the field as well. I want to mention something about Trevor Bauer, by the way. His postseason numbers: he's one and four in postseason, all with Cleveland. Uh, he's a 3.81 ERA, which isn't bad. 
Right. Uh, he has 32 strikeouts, and he has eight walks. Not bad. But I mean, besides a one to four record, he's got good numbers. So I, I think he's gonna he's gonna try and improve that on one Wednesday afternoon. Yeah, but yeah, Adam Duvall, sixteen home runs, six sixty slugging percentage on fastballs, which uh, wow. But you, you know, Bauer knows Bauer studies all this, studies the hitters, and he has some very good uh, breaking stuff to go with his fastball. So uh, I, I can see that being advantage for. Uh, um, for Trevor. Well, I see him striking out Duvall every time he sees him. <laughs> you know what Duvall is? He's a free swinger, and he'll, oh, he'll go after everything. So ho- hopefully uh, the biggest thing is Trevor can't miss with his – he can't hang his breaking stuff, which he has not been doing this season, and he can't miss with his fastball. Yeah. Uh, the fastball that Bauer throws is just getting better and better every time he pitches. Oh, Absolutely. Uh, game two starter for the Reds, I think it's going to be, uh, uh, Luis Castillo. Uh, I'm not sure who's going for the Braves. Uh, I believe it's Ian Anderson. And Three and two with a 1.95 ERA. So that doesn't sound that bad. Now I was, I was the scouting reporter I read earlier was the Braves pitching was not as strong as the Reds, but, uh. Uh, I don't know much about Ian Anderson. I've never seen him pitch yet, so I, we didn't see him this year, so we know what I really know. And then uh, game three still shows uh, to be determined on, on the uh, ballpark app, but um, I think it's uh, it'll be Sonny Gray versus Kyle Wright. Kyle Wright's ERA is 5.21, so we may have a field day with that guy if we get to game three. Yep. The key is win game one and then uh, take control of the uh, series. Exactly. So I'm going to pick the Reds in two. I don't think Sonny Gray is going to get a chance to pitch. Well, I totally agree with you. I think it's uh, it's going to be Reds winning two out of three. Not, not not even playing a third. Right, right. And I'm going to see if they have the uh, – have the Reds announced their uh, their postseason roster yet? I don't see that up on the uh, – No. So I don't, I don't think anybody really – I don't think Braves have either. Right. That may happen tomorrow since it's the day before. Right, right. Uh, so I'm I'm thinking uh, it's going to be the, the people that got you there is going to be who's there. I, I don't see uh, too many surprises. Maybe Aquino making the squad might be a surprise. Uh, you might see a pitcher not make the squad that could be a surprise. I don't know. If- Robert Stevenson. <laughs> oh, excuse me, sir. <laughs> oh, you know he's going to be there. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Please no. <laughs> but yeah. drop, you're going to drop either him or Discofani. I mean, those right. two guys have been too. Well, and and, uh, and honestly, uh, with Archie Bradley, I know he's been, uh, I don't know if injured is the right word, but hurt lately, so he's not been used. So hopefully hopefully he's uh, ready to go, Not uh, if because we're going to need him uh in those games, uh, Amir Garrett, he's in he's in top form. So I, I, I know the Reds' bullpen's been weak this year, uh, but the way they've been lately, I, I think, especially if the starters can go six, seven innings, I think it's going to be a good thing. Yeah, I mean, you put it, you know, you put your pitching and your hitting together. I think we'll, we're going to be rolling. Absolutely, and uh, 
It's um, it's it's going to be a fun series. I wish it was a night game instead of twelve noon, and I have to work, so I'm going to be listening to it on the radio, old school wise. But I haven't had a chance to do that this year because so all the games were, uh, at least during the week, were at night. So it wasn't like uh, last year when I was able to, you know, pull up the radio, listen to it at work. So that's that's going to be exciting. Uh, playoff games are going to be interesting. Of course, uh. The atmosphere is not going to be the same. Uh, you can't uh, have video game crowd excitement like you can uh, when you have 40,000, 50,000 people in a stadium uh, pumped up because it's the postseason. Right. And it's going to be different, obviously. Uh, but I, I, I'm just happy to be there that we're actually participating in the postseason. It's going to be awesome. I don't care if it's fans or not, but I, it would be much better with fans because fans really make the postseason. Right. So, yeah, hopefully uh, next year we have fans in the stands. Hopefully uh, hopefully the, this uh, issue, and we'll get into this when our, from our tales from the Twitter sphere, hopefully the issue with the players' families uh, attending games gets worked out. Uh, is, is Trevor Bauer uh, <laughs> yep. is, is calling out the commissioner on a couple of things, and it really – uh, you know, baseball and everybody else is trying to figure out the best way to attack COVID. You can't. Uh, you didn't. You didn't do the jingle, man. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I haven't got there yet. I was. I was. About okay. ready, I was about ready to go on a rant. So I'll, I'll save my rant. Uh, no, go ahead and do your rant, man. I love rants. Rants yeah, are good. We'll we'll hold off on the rant. Uh, so, uh, overall, where do you see the Reds going in this postseason? Um. Well, I mean, we we both said we we think they'll beat the Braves. Um, I think second round, uh, I would love to see them against the Cubs. I mean, I think a lot of us do because we owe them big time. Anthony Rizzo runs his mouth a lot, and we want to shut him up. And I think if we can get to the Cubs second round and shut them up, beat them in five games or three games or whatever it is, move on to the NLCS. I mean, that that's that's where it starts to you know you start feeling the pressure in the NLCS. Oh, absolutely. So I, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm thinking we us and the Dodgers in the NLCS, man. That that'll be interesting. Of course, Dodgers. Uh, whoever we play in the uh, NLCS is going to have a little bit of an advantage because they'll be playing all the games in Arlington, so they'll be used to the uh, stadium. But uh, Reds, if they get past Atlanta, will play the next round in Houston for uh, for some reason. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. And then uh, I do like the uh, neutral sites uh, the way for this year anyway. Uh, but but uh, and for the for the somewhat bubble, we'll get into that in just a minute. But uh, uh, and then Arlington, so where the where the uh, NLCS is going to be held, uh, the upper bracket NLDS is going to be there, and of course the World Series is going to be in Arlington. The American League playing in San Diego and Los Angeles. Uh, there is some rumors that there could be some fans uh, attending uh, the games in Texas. Uh, we'll see uh, how that works out. I'm not opposed to it. It kind of sucks it didn't happen the regular season here, but 2020 is what it is, and it, it's been – at least we got baseball. We got a winning Reds team. Uh, that's that's something else we forgot to talk about. 31 wins, 29 losses, a winning season, first time – I think since 2013, so seven years, man. And not, it's been a been a long ride. Absolutely, I feel much better that the Reds are in the postseason with the winning record than if they had just kind of like the Brewers got in there, but uh, we're at 500 or 
uh, one game under 500. So, um, I'm just happy we're going in healthy. Oh, and that too. Because uh, if we went in, if we were going in wounded, we would be in trouble. But I think we're going in healthy. Like the Braves are going in wounded. We're going in healthy. I think we we're at an advantage. I like it. Right. So I think it's time. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Hopefully I hit the right button. Roll it. Now it's time for Tales from, from the Twitter Sphere on the Reds Fans Chatter Podcast. You know, there was so much uh, going on on Twitter between last show and this show that I was going to use for this. But with the Reds winning the postseason, we can leave the negative stuff behind us. Yes. And, and then this happened today. Trevor Bauer at Bauer Audi John uh, Twitter. Home team. Family members can attend the games. Visiting team. Family members cannot attend the games. At MLB. Yep, checks out. And then uh, Trevor said, guess we didn't win enough games this year to earn the right for our family to watch us play. Sorry, mom and dad. And then uh, he added this one uh, a couple hours later that I didn't see until just now. Families can't stay with the players at our hotel. It's supposed to be a quote-unquote bubble. Yet random members of the community can stay there, ride the same elevators, share the same lobby. Some bubble this is. I guess players' families should just call the hotel and book a room. (laughs) And, And that's true because, you know, I mean, I've watched his blog. He's interacted with some people out in the public. I'm surprised he hasn't gotten in trouble for that. Uh, but you know, you unless you do what uh, what the NBA does, maybe NHL, but the NBA has probably had the purest bubble out of any sport. Yeah, and a lot of players are not happy because they, I mean they can't see their families. It but, sucks. Uh, yeah, it sucks. It's I mean they're making millions of dollars, but over an extended period of time, that's going to get uh, old real quick, and because they're humans. Humans need interaction. All these social distancing guidelines kind of forgot that, you know, they're not putting that out there for robots. They're putting it out there for humans who need uh, human interaction. Things need to be done smartly. uh, But, uh, you know, the more rules that they put in, the stupider it gets. Like in Kentucky in the uh, High School Basketball Association or High School Sports Association rule that for basketball this year, no jump balls, but they're still going to be playing, passing the ball back and forth. I mean, they're going to be changing them out and whatever. But it, 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 removing jump balls is something that happens in high school basketball maybe twice, once because uh, they, they do alternating possession just like college. So to start the game and then for overtime, and that was it. It's not like the NBA where you have jump balls for every hold held ball. It's... it's uh, so you removed one one chance of uh, touching, and most of the time, players don't touch each other there anyway. So it, well, I, I don't I don't watch hockey. Do they still drop the puck? Uh, as far as I know, I haven't I haven't seen any of the hockey games this year. Okay, I wasn't sure because I know, you, like you said, they they changed the tip, you know, tip ball and all that. But he, I mean. But yeah, that you're was so, you're still close to each other when you when you're up a puck. Yeah, so. that that was only high school. So I'm, I'm I think okay. all the pros pretty much kept their normal rules, other than some scheduling issues. Uh, I, I don't think I don't think they changed the game to deal with COVID outside of masks and social distancing and maybe playing in a bubble. But uh, or if a play, and you know, even I think Major League Soccer had a somewhat of a bubble as well, 
And, uh, you know, an FC Cincinnati player, uh, unfortunately, uh, contracted the virus uh, this week. So uh, it's, it's going to happen. Uh, unfortunately, uh, you can't, there's no way unless you just find a abandoned island and grow your own food and don't interact with anyone uh, to avoid the uh, virus. Uh, you know, some places have done better than others. Uh, some places are probably more prone to spread than others. So kind of is what it is but uh the 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 inconsistent rules whether it's from the government uh the governors or uh athletic associations or in this case rob manfred you know no one is safer by not allowing uh michael lorenzen's mom to go to atlanta and watch the game versus you know freddie freeman's mom coming from wherever she lives and watching the game or their wives. I mean, it's it doesn't make sense. Uh, the the stadiums are huge. Florida and Indiana are back to a hundred percent capacity. W- Wisconsin is too. I mean, some of their numbers may not be great. It's not as perfect as uh, some places with stricter rules. Uh, but it kind of is what it is. If you're gonna allow, if you're gonna allow one family, you gotta allow the other families. Right. And, and, you know, the thing about the hotel, the players' families aren't allowed to stay with them, but so I'm sure we could go to the Omni, pay thousands of dollars. I'm sure it's going to be very high expensive for the uh, playoff series because you can actually see the the stadium, the field from some of those rooms there. Uh, So we could do, me and you could go get a room at the Omni, hang out with Trevor Bauer, uh, be on his podcast, his blog, and, but as, you know, his family's not allowed to be there with him, and that's ridiculous. I'd love to be on his podcast. It'd be great. So, uh, anyway. Uh, <laughs> and we would love to have Trevor Bauer on our podcast and talk to him. That would be awesome, too. Yes, but uh, so, yes, Rob, baseball, the governors, everyone has just screwed this whole COVID thing up. People have lost confidence in it. Uh, Trevor's lost confidence in it if he ever had it to begin with. <laughs> and, uh, it, you know, it, have rules that make sense, and people will be more apt to follow them and uh, will do a lot more good than, you know, saying, well, this group can do this, but no, you can't do that. And that and that's what it's been across the board. Yeah, and I think, you know, when this COVID thing happened, we didn't know how to. I don't think anybody knew how to how to react to it or how to how to handle it. Right. And and you had to do what you could do with the sports because sports was one of the first things that got shut down. Right. And 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 but, you well, know, I mean, what what can you really do as a commissioner or as a governor right. or as well, a, you know, whatever? The problem is we're seven months into it. We know a lot more now, and is there's no danger in there's no more danger in having uh, Cheryl Lorenzen go to the game as it is uh, any of the other players for the Braves. I agree. I agree. I mean, Fauci went there with his family in the Washington game, and they, they allowed it. I mean, it didn't, didn't stop him because he threw out the first pitch, but right. he got crap for it because he was sitting so close to everybody. Or whatever, but still, I mean, it, it's a big – like you said, it's a big stadium. You can spread out. You can spread out. You can spread out behind the plate and watch the games. Right. So th- there's no reason family sh- for both teams either, – either both teams are not allowed to go, just have it as it has been all season – or, you know, allow family members from both teams. I mean, limited numbers so you don't, you know, have every first cousin, second cousin coming. But, you know, give each player four tickets or something and spread them out across the 40,000-seat stadium. I think uh, everyone can stay safe. 
it's much more dangerous that they all go to Kroger before the game. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's it. <laughs> Kroger, you get sneezed on, you don't know what's going to happen. You go to a baseball game and sit six feet from each other and still have fun and not to worry about it. I mean, you, you, you could, the, if, it, if it's just limited to players, families and not general public fans, you could spread them out. Literally, you could keep them 600 feet apart. Right. I mean, just spread out throughout the stadium. And like you said, it's like 50,000 people can sit in that stadium. I mean, why not? But the Reds players' families in the upper deck, uh, the Braves players' families in the lower deck, spread them out from first to third base, and you know, you're know you not going to have any issues. Uh, the Florence uh, baseball team had regular fans out uh, and you know had them spread out for the most part. Sometimes some of the fans decided, like, like in, in normal times, like, ah, there's an empty seat there. I'm going to sit there. You shouldn't have done that because, you know, you're sitting now against to another family that may not be comfortable with it. But at the bottom line is there was no cases coming out of the Florence Freedom Stadium with the one to 2,000 people they had per game. So it's it can be done safely. It can be done smartly. But uh, this rule is absolutely stupid. Trevor Bauer is, as always, right about the rules in baseball that – Make no sense, and uh, Rob Manfred, uh, yeah, you need to re- reconsider that. Let let the Reds players' families uh, come watch the game. Well, I mean, even in Japan, I mean, they're allowing fans back in. Even wrestling in Japan have got a full capacity, and they're but they're wearing their mask and they got their distancing, but they're right. still full capacity. Right, and you know, it's 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 uh, you know ha- the rules need to be applied evenly. You shouldn't have favorites and. Uh, like you said, maybe the Reds should have won a few more games or, you know, the Cardinals uh, played their games. The Reds would have had a higher seed. Still not a home game, though, which was which would have been a little bit disappointing. But uh, in some ways, since I can't go, I'm kind of glad they're all at on the road or at neutral sites. Yeah, yeah I missed going this year. Uh, I know you did, too, and, and a lot of other fans did, too. But, I mean, it's for, it is what it is, and hopefully next year it changes. Right. Yep. I, I think it will. Hopefully, uh, I know the Reds are planning on it. Uh, shout out to the Reds, by the way, uh, taking care of their season ticket holders, uh, giving us a chance to uh, pick up the uh, prize packages they've been delivering to all the Krogers around town. Uh, so uh, they first class uh, organization all around. So, uh, and we'll we'll talk about more of that during the off season. Hopefully, uh, we don't start talking about the off season until November, but. Uh, Let's see. Go Reds, win two out of three. Let's win the World Series, then we'll talk about offseason. All right. Till next time, go Reds. Go Reds.